from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. What's up? This is the best beer show on the internet. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, before we get too deep here, I should probably just get the ads out of the way right away. So the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. Joining the AHA will give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine, which uh, this month is featuring the Sati, and you can learn more about that in a previous episode of ours if you look through our 80-style challenge page. Uh, click on the referral link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. Also, I want to give a shout out to our patron, specifically our black belt patron, Andy Thompson. If you would like to be as awesome as Andy, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewsstudios and become a patron today. And if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to blindnewsstudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It really helps us out. So please do that. Now, Brian. You are looking in much better spirits this week. Yeah, than man. Last week, <laughs> feeling a hell of a lot better. Uh, was uh, it, it, every time I got in on an airplane, uh, I end up getting some kind of filth. So uh, feeling better. Still got some crap rattling around in my lungs, but uh, yeah, yeah, feeling good. Uh, we also have uh, Gordon joining us this week. <laughs> there <laughs> he is. Going? Uh, he has uh, he has typhoid this week apparently. Uh, uh, I, I've <laughs> had this for like three weeks. A cough that will not go away. Yeah. Uh, well, at least it's not a whooping cough. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Brian, what have you been up to, beer related, man? Well, uh, got back into town, and at the brewery, we have all kinds of stuff going on at Hop and Barrel. Um, we will be uh, packaging the Shandy product that we've kind of been working on. I shouldn't say kind of been wearing, working on it. It's we, been like your super secret, top secret, <laughs> insane project for like months now. I have to say the R&D was pretty interesting, like sort of like heating samples up. Uh, putting cans in the sun, like doing weird, so whatever, what, weird um, things. What was, and this will probably actually be really interesting to our listeners, mm-hmm. what was the biggest challenge with the Shandy thing? Like the underlying issue that you had to do a bunch of R&D? Well, for? we're the reason behind a lot of it. I mean, the, the mix or the ratio wasn't the problem. That's, that's a no-brainer. We just made a mix that tasted good, you know. And the, But the problem that we needed to overcome was the, the beer re-fermenting in the can. Uh, cause it is, it's a Minnesconsin Hellas lager, uh, that's going to be mixed with uh, like an extract that you would make lemon sour soda with. So the whole thing got started when we started, we, we started mixing this spring grove soda, this lemon sour soda, uh, half and half ish with, uh, with our Minnesconsin Hellas lager. It was really popular and we were going through about 10 cases of 12 ounce bottles a week. And so the company kind of hit us up and we're like, how are you guys going through that much soda? I think we were probably the top account for a little while during the summer when it was at its peak. Uh, so then we sort of entered into an agreement with them uh, and got a big, huge, like 50 gallon drum of extract from them. Um, they gave us a couple gallons for the R&D. And basically, to sum it all up, we were trying to make it re-ferment in the cans um, to see if the cans would explode if they're sitting on a warm shelf forever. Um, so you got to do all the things with beer that you're never supposed to do with it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like heating it up in the microwave. 
Not in the can, obviously, but <laughs> putting it in a warm water bath, uh, all that kind of Baking stuff. Baking it. Like. Yeah. yeah. Sleeping yeah. with it, cuddling with it. Uh-huh. Like. Telling it is good, telling it that it's good or bad. What uh, What did they play it in Ghostbusters 2 to make this make the toasters dance? What song was that? Do you I remember? remember. Uh, that's a good question. Know, where's Carlos? Kind of. <laughs> like, I remember, like, upbeat. Yeah, jazz kind of. Oh, yeah, and then they see. played it on loudspeakers to make the Statue of Liberty uh, run off of a uh, Nintendo controller. <laughs> nice. Which is a whole other thing. How yeah. did they connect that up? I don't even understand. I don't know. But it's a uh, it's a movie that is nowhere near as good as the first. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, Beer wise, I relearned a very important lesson yesterday. Uh, do not drink while brewing. Oh, Casey. Well, you know, every once in a while you have to relearn those lessons that you, that you know the answer to. And it was a collaboration brew with another brewer. And so I was like, well, if I'm slightly inebriated, he can pick up my slack. Mm. That was a terrible idea. Oh. Uh, the brew turned out okay. There were a few missteps here and there. Uh, mostly uh, those ideas that you get after you've had a few, few too many and you're like, this is a really good idea and we'll solve our problem. And then you end up uh, blowing a tube out of the uh, counterflow chiller and shooting wart all over the garage. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so he, we put, uh, what was it, half a pound of hops in, in, the, in the whirlpool uh, because... That's one, a lot. It was a lot <laughs> in a 10-gallon batch. And we, uh, yeah, so it was a lot. And so there was a clog in somewhere in the system and so like it stopped recirculating. Is it a, I'm sorry, you said it was a plate chiller? Or? Uh a counterflow. Or counterflow okay, got it. Yep. Got yeah. It. So we're running it through the counterflow uh-huh. and I forgot that he didn't have any hose clamps on it. And I'm like, dude, just grab your air compressor and we'll just shoot down it and it'll shoot the clog out. This is a great idea. And it worked. It did work. But then <laughs> <laughs> but there were no hose clamps on on like the loops between the <laughs> the layers in the chiller. <laughs> and so it went just ding <laughs> and started there's actually a video of it on uh, on an event somewhere. I'll see if I can get it and put it on the page. Yeah, I, agree that. <laughs> I would not mind taking a look at that video. Because it's just me looking at it and then going, oh shit and then laughing my ass off like <laughs> trying to fix it but laughing so hard that I can't do anything. It was so much fun. Uh, but yeah, no, so did that. Um, we brewed a beer called, uh, what, we called it Mike's Despise because we were at Pitchfork and coming up with the recipe and both Mike's were there and they were both giving a shit about our double dry hopped hazy pale ale. Ugh. And we're like, well, this is everything they hate. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that was, uh, that, that was kind of my, my brewing experience yesterday. Not the most uh, productive one ever. I think we did a single batch in six hours, which I can usually get two done in that time. No. So, but yeah, no, that's fun though, right? Yeah, no, it was it was a blast. Yeah. And like, well, and there was also a, a ton of people around, and there was a box. Oh, and, dude, no, yeah, no, yep, no, no, yep, no. Yep. <laughs> I, I, to- I, I once in a while would brew with somebody else, but only if they were like a hardcore home brewer, like that whole like, hey, people are gonna come over and hang out in the garage. It doesn't work. Fuck no. <laughs> it does not. It turns into. A mess. 
It does. Imagine there's a lot of you can't stand there. Please don't be here. Don't don't. Touch no, me. it's just you get you get distractions. Yeah, I mean, you really need like for for how precise you know brewing needs to be. Uh, yep. Yeah. So it's just uh, some people can do it. I can't. I, I can't, can't focus. I'm, like I, I get I get distracted. I'm like oh shiny thing. Oh then uh, like then you have people being like huh. You're doing it that way? And by people, I yeah. mean person. Right. <laughs> the brewing, home brewing for me was almost always a solitary activity, and, and for a good reason. Yeah. Uh, I, for, I, for me. I, I'm a solo brewer, too. I don't, it, if, if I'm teaching somebody how to brew, like, that's, that's a little different. But other than that, like, I just, I need to focus on the thing and just do my thing. And, yeah. And it's just better that way. Yeah. Were you, Gordon, up to anything beer-related? Uh... Nothing too crazy, except I have way too much time on my hands when I'm not working, and I wrote five or six beer recipes this week, oh. even though I've never actually homebrewed before. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure that part <laughs> out for you soon enough. And then Soon I start enough. getting ads for I, what I thought it said was 15 barrel homebrew homebrew system. Like that's not home. And then I looked again; it's a 15 gallon homebrew. Yeah, there you go. Like that makes more sense. It's uh-huh. a nice big setup. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Shiny stainless steel. It's oh, like, it's uh, was it kegels or was it? Um, I don't like where they so. turn the kegs into the kettles. No, no. Oh. Yeah, it gets uh, like th- that. Shiny stainless gets expensive fast. Oh yeah, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all shiny. <laughs> and home brewers are like magpies. <laughs> We're. <laughs> Trash pandas, <laughs> or trash pandas, whatever. <laughs> We're attracted to the shiny thing. Shiny. <laughs> wow. All right. So today uh, we're going to be talking about the wedding beer that we uh, discussed the other day. This is version one. Um, I've tasted it. Uh, I don't think you guys have yet. Um, there's things I don't like about it, and we'll kind of talk about that. But yeah, so uh, it's on beer cam. Uh, so we can kind of look over it. Just so you know, um, my or just to kind of recap, my brother is getting married. He wants a uh, peanut butter porter uh, for his wedding. And so that's kind of what we're working on here, and I'm glad that I just didn't give this one to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, looking at it, it I'm, I'm happy with the head retention for a peanut butter beer. I feel like it stuck around quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at a beer cam here, you know, and, and, and you're a seasoned listener you you know that we pour what is it it's tw- about 20 to four o'clock you, you probably poured this at 315 yeah so it's been about 20 minutes it's been about 20 minutes hanging around good lacing there's still a nice coat on the top of it khaki patented beer light what does uh patented beer light have to say uh patented beer light uh like ruby around the edges and it's dark dark center well, just about right yeah. yeah nice ruby hue yeah so appearance wise fantastic about right where we want it. Um, aroma. Let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Uh, I while you guys are smelling, why don't and tasting? Why don't I kind of go over what the recipe was in the brew day? All right. So uh, we did. Let me pull up my percentages here for y'all. All right. Uh, we did. What was it? Sixty nine percent two row. Seven um, percent flake corn. Three point eight percent C forty. Uh, 3.8% DRC, 
uh, which is Simpsons. Uh, was it double double roasted or double dry ro- or double roasted crystal? Yeah, did, I, roasted. did I not force you to use that? Yes, I feel like I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not mad about that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's dude. It's a it's a, a, a like to me like I hate saying this every time because they this is their advertisement that was in like New Brewer or something and it, it was like the key to stouts and porters and I was like yes this is the key to stouts and porters <laughs> uh, and then we did uh, 2% uh, Carafa 3 uh, dehusked mm-hmm. um, 2% of Carafoam and uh, 2% of Simpsons chocolate malt mm, nice uh, then we used uh, then just a bit of acid malt for mash pH adjustment um, we used 25 IBUs of Willamette and uh, adjusted the water with, oh, do I have that in here? It was uh, four and, oh, nine grams total of calcium chloride and four and a half grams of gypsum for the batch. I don't have the per five gallons on here because I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I'm learning things about uh, about Bruce or Beersmith that uh, I that in future recipes it'll be better. It, but, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it is awesome. Yep, very well put together software. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, can't uh, can't sponsor give, us. Please. Well, yeah, I can't give Bill Bill Smith enough credit, man. I've been using Beersmith forever. We use it professionally. I mean, it's the the only one. It's uh, it's the gold standard for yeah, absolutely your software. Um, ambient temp that day was 30 degrees, so above freezing, which is really, <laughs> well, not quite above freezing, but above minus 11. Close enough <laughs> for around here. Yep. Uh, mashed at 156. Uh, and yeah, I think that's all the uh, information you guys need. Oh, um, and then adjuncts here. Oh, the adjuncts here. So I tried putting uh, PB2 in the boil. Hated it. Couldn't get any peanut butter flavor out of that, so not going to do that again. Um and then I was like, well, I'll just compensate with more PB2 in the fermenter. And uh, so I u- and then I was talking with uh, Mike Fredrickson for Pitchfork, and I was going to use cacao nibs, just straight cacao nibs. And then he's like, no, split it 50-50, use cacao nibs and uh, cocoa powder yeah. uh, as a split. You're going to get better flavor. And then make sure you soak your cacao nibs for a few days in, in alcohol to uh, lessen your chance of getting a metallic taste from them. Uh so right. I did that. Um, I soaked them in bourbon because that seemed like the right, the right beverage for for the job. Well, yeah, any any vanilla, yeah, is a good pickup. So yeah, so I did uh, I did like three more ounces of PB two, and then it was two ounces of cacao nibs and two ounces of cocoa. Powder, <coughs> I think for a total of four in a five gallon batch. Okay, so that and that's what we're drinking right now. That is yeah. what we're drinking right now. Um, so thoughts? Well. Uh, Immediately, the the aroma is good peanut. Um, man, it's it's damn decent peanut actually. Like, and and, and then a, a bit of chocolate. Uh, f- oh, uh, yeast! I used uh, Saf Ale uh, SO four. Okay, so the, the English one, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. This is drinking. Drinking pretty good, Gordon. Yeah, a lot of I get the peanut and a little bit of that the the baker or the powder malt mm-hmm. on the nose. Yeah, but then it seems like when I drink it, the peanut butter falls off and just kind of a little bit of bitterness kind of hangs out for a minute. Yeah, I get um I lose the peanut in the flavor a lot until the end, and then I get like uh like 
peanut peanut butter cup residue on the yeah. back end, um, which not horrible. No, this like this is drinkable, especially as it warms. Like when it's cold, it's a little weird, but as it warms up a little bit, it opens up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the yeast character. I don't think okay. like I there's something there, and I can't. It's I'm having a really hard time putting my finger on what it is I don't like about it. Well, let's break it down. Like what what kind of you know, flavors and aromas are we going to get from SO4? And then what temperature was it at when you fermented oh, it? Oh, uh, I fermented at 67. Okay, so that that right there might almost be a little too high. You think too high? Okay. I want, I, yeah, I wanted to try to bring out some English character, and I think I brought out too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if if that's how you feel about it, yeah. I mean, because the fruitier esters are going to start button heads with this. That's, that's the, like, I think that's what it is. I think it's too fruity. Okay. Well, just a little bit. That's why a cleaner strain would probably knock that away. Also, I think it finished it out a little too low. Um, so when we built the recipe, uh, we were shooting for a finishing gravity of like 1019, something a little sweeter, a little, um, Mm -hmm. and we finished it at 1010. Ooh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Because I think uh, between the peanut butter and the chocolate, I feel like there might have been some res- some sugars there that may have gotten chewed up, but I'm not entirely sure. I don't know, I don't though. Know. 1019 just seems, I mean, where I'm drinking it right now, it's not It's not super, super dry. sweet, but it's not yeah. super dry. But I feel like if it were 1019, it'd be It'd be too way much. too sweet, yeah. I want, like, I think if it was, like, in that 1012, 1014 range, that might have the right... Yeah. Well, but, now it's feeling a little dry. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about now, it. Yeah, now you're thinking about it. It's just, it, it yeah. A little dry. And maybe if I bump the mash temp up a bit, like, so I mashed at 156, yeah. maybe if I do like 160. Well, or 158. Or 158. Yeah. Just to get a little bit more body. Yeah. That'll, well, and that'll help with the attenuation, you know. Yeah. Won't, Slow, it won't go quite so far quite down. Um, yeah. I don't know. Gordon, thoughts? It's good. Um, okay. What uh, we're looking for things that you'd want to change. The yeast character, I think that's what's lingering and okay. Bready-ish, I guess, and kind of that fruity. Kind mm. of okay. I can kind of see the bready. Mm, yeah. Okay. And that I'd try to more peanut butter on the flavor, a little bit more chocolate note coming through on the flavor. And yeah, the me. chocolate's lacking, I think. But that's, I mean, that's a tough one. There's, uh, there's a product that's uh, a lot of guys are using. Or get, I should stop saying guys all the time. A lot of people, brewers are a lot using. Of brewers, yeah. Uh, it, what is it called? Chocola or something along those lines. Um, yeah, give it a quick, a quick search. Chocola. Chocola or. Chocolate, or well, that just brought up some weird anime stuff. Porn? Uh, what? Oh wait, okay, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. Chalk Dash Ola, an American chocolate beverage. Uh, was formulated in 1940 by Harry Normington Senior. Um, chocolate. Is it a like? Is it a? Is it a drink? Is it a powder? Is it? Um, a- it's a uh, like a syrup, I think, of some kind. Uh, for home. The long lost chocolate drink Chocola is finally <laughs> being brought back to the marketplace. Uh, um, yeah, so I used I also oh, I used uh, Hershey's baking chocolate uh, as the powder, 
and then cacao nibs from uh, Northern Brewer. Uh, I soaked the bourbon. I soaked them in was what did I use? Oh, I think I used Bullet because I had a bottle of Bullet sitting there, and that was the uh, the lowest shelf bourbon on my fridge. So I was like, <laughs> I'll use this one. And yeah, uh, and I made a slurry of bourbon, peanut butter, uh, and then like the chocolate. And so like it was just like sludgy bourbony mess that I dumped into the fermenter, <laughs> and it smelled really good going in. And it smelled pretty good coming out. I'm not gonna lie, but there was this like. <laughs> but then at like the bottom of the fermenter, there's just like there was this sludgy peanut buttery mess. Just like that took a while to clean out. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're uh, if you're using peanut butter, I highly recommend don't put that shit in the boil. Uh, yeah, because oh yeah, the PB two. Yeah, you're just yeah, gonna lose that's... everything. I think we were I think we were on the fence about yeah we, yeah and I figured I'd try it you just know to give see. it a shot but yeah I think secondary but you know and then we were like oh head retention problems blah blah well I think we fixed the head retention problems with the cara- or the the carafoam carafoam yeah uh, like I am not I really like the head retention on this beer yep. I think visually this beer is fantastic if I can fix the bready character and the yeast character which maybe I use the same yeast and just drop the temp down. Or if I use a clean, like, because I don't want to go to, like, an American strain. Like, uh, what is the uh, the fermentation range on Safel 04? Um, all right, Safel 04, dry yeast. This is the first time I've used a dry yeast in a long time, too. Um, all right, so it's 64 to 75, and I did 67. So would I drop that even farther down? Because I tried to find something kind of in the middle. And what was it? Uh, it's saying the the min fermenting temp on uh, Saf L O four is sixty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking. What did you have I, it at sixty seven? I think sixty five is what I was thinking. Sixty five. Okay, so drop it, drop it down to 65, 64, 65 mm-hmm. in that range, and yeah, okay. That's how I would roll. Um, recipe wise, I don't know if I. Where do you think that breadiness is coming from? The yeast strain. You think that's the yeast strain? Yeah. Too? Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to keep the recipe pretty much the same then because I don't, I don't, all the malts and stuff, I'm, I'm kind of like <coughs> Yeah. I like, I'd, I'd keep the malts, but again, like I said, you know, bump up the, the chocolate notes. Yeah. And the peanut butter coming through on the flavor and I'd say it's rock solid after that. Yeah. So more PB2. Uh, probably just the entire thing. Just put it all in there. Uh, <laughs> whole bottle of bourbon, an entire uh, container of chocolate. Yeah, yes. And <laughs> All of the cacao names. Well, and so I think if I'm going for a, like, a more chocolatey flavor, would Baker's chocolate be better or stick with the cacao nibs? Uh, dude, I am struggling here to find this product that I was talking about, and I'm searching through uh, this Minnesota beer industry staff website. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but that might be something that we can come back in a couple of weeks with the answer. Yeah, that too. Um. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Stretching a half hour of a single beer tasting. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> what else, guys? Well, so let's let's talk adjuncts a little bit because I learned a lot doing this. Uh, like I n- had no idea that you should uh, you should try to split. The uh, or that that you could get a metallic flavor from cacao nibs that was never something that uh, was like even crossed my mind. Uh, do you know what would cause that? Like a metallic flavor from the nibs? Is it just like I don't know? That's a 
it's a serious <laughs> serious chemistry question. Okay. Um yeah, yeah. So uh soak your soak your nibs. Uh bourbon works great. You can use vodka if you want. Rum might be fun. Yeah. Um, be interesting. Yeah. No. No. And no. It's, I, I really like rum. It's just there's certain rums that like um yeah, Captain Morgan Private Stock, for example, a little bit more vanilla flavor. Where other ones, you get more caramel. Oh, flavor. I was thinking not a not a spiced rum. Oh, okay. I, I wouldn't like. I feel like you're adding too much. Well, maybe not. But I also don't Done like right, spiced it could rum. Play well together. So. I like rum in a glass. That's about the extent of my demands. <laughs> is there a rum Cold. in that glass? Is it? <laughs> is there some? Uh, is that a mojito? Okay, we're good to go. <laughs> my buddy's wife is growing mint in her in her kitchen and like the little herb pot thing. And, uh, she was making mojitos and I think I chewed through about three of them in 10 minutes. Oh, Hey Gordon, you sent me in uh, a couple of emails the other day. Why don't we kind of close the, uh, the show out with, uh, answering those questions for you. Yeah. The first one was, I listened to your intro to lagering and you're talking, uh, the fermentation temps, uh, you know, start high and drop, or uh, I can't remember the details now. I if I find that email. Oh, for lagering. Uh, so you want to start, um, you want to start at like so you want your pitching temp to be where your where your fermentation temp is. Uh, so you want to start low and rise. I, well, I remember Brian, you're talking about some breweries do it one way and others do it the other way, and I was wondering if for I, what for the lager temps where if you start high and drop it or if you just start the fermentation at the temperature that you want it I what did I what do I always say pitch at the, you just said it yeah, yeah. pitch at the same yeah. like so chill I was just curious if there's advantage to one or the other on a so actually scale. that uh, leads so next week we are going <laughs> that's to be the next week yep, yeah so ne- <laughs> next week we are going to be diving deep into different lagering methods and talking about which ones uh, will work for you and which ones which ones work and which ones we have some fundamental issues with all right and then you had uh, you had another question which I thought was really interesting because it's just not one that's brought up much I've been listening to another podcast um, out of Southern California and they always refer to the gravity as Plato and yeah that's the first time I've heard about it's a different that. measurement it's just, yeah, than I was wondering is that like commercial standard that's it's purely preferential um, it's, it may be a little more accurate. Um, and I think it just, it just really depends. I've, I've worked at breweries where it was, we used Play-Doh and I've worked at breweries where we use standard gravity and to it, you get, you arrive at the same conclusion about attenuation. And basically that's just a, it's the, the way that you tell, um, the alcohol by volume on the beer, period. Um, so if you think about it, my the best way I can explain this is if you think about your fermentation vessel, like say say our fermentation vessels is 100 pounds, okay? And then our, you know, our starting gravity is, you know, uh, 1060. And then we ferment it down to, you know, to 1010. The vessel's gonna weigh, you know, half as much as it used to. So it goes from a hundred pounds to 50 pounds. This is all theoretical. Don't check my math. <laughs> okay. So when, when the yeast eats the sugar chains, they do two things. They metabolize it into one alcohol two CO2 and they, and the CO2 off gases through the, the airlock essentially, you know, like consuming that sugar, which makes the, 
solution of water and sugar. It's very heavy, but when the yeast metabolizes it, it makes it lighter and lighter and lighter, and that's how we arrive at the alcohol by volume in the beer. But what the what your standard gravity or Plato is measuring is how much sugar is in the water solution. So after it's consumed, like I said, your fermentation vessel, if it were sitting on a scale, if it were 100 pounds to start with, theoretically it would be 50 pounds at the end, and then we could say, okay, it's 5% alcohol. So that's probably the best way I could explain be that. Alcohol by weight, then, right? Correct. But yeah. you when in the Plato and standard gravity is is translates into by volume the way that we calculate it. And so, well, in some countries, do prior they do taxing by weight instead mm-hmm. of by volume, and so you'll see ABW yep. on the label instead of ABV. So and you, then you have to do a little internal calculation, be like, all right, if this is four percent ABW, what does that mean for? ABV? It means it's <laughs> well, if it's three point two percent by volume, it'd be four percent by weight. So, or wait, the other way around. Other way around. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I heard them, they mentioned Plato, they're talking about some, uh, I think it's Black Tuesday, mm-hmm. big ABV beer or stout or another, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, it's thirty-two Plato," and shit. I'm thinking like, Plato, like this shit I used to play with. Is, as it, kid. Wait, is that yeah. the start? Like, <laughs> thirty-two Plato is what eleven. I the, don't quote those numbers. Yeah. I'm just throwing shit out there. No, so sure. yeah. yeah, so uh, looking, <clears throat> at, looking at a fun uh, Plato to SG uh, chart here, it looks like every half degree of Plato is uh like two sg so yes yeah, like, so it's kind of almost the same as the fahrenheit to celsius yeah so yeah so that's uh, did that answer your question gordon yeah all right i just feel like it's another ask 10 brewers get 10 different answers i mean i i i can think of beer in both but for the guys that work the guys and gal katie who work for us um, they choose to use standard. Gravity. It's it. Do you? Uh, and this is, might just be a weird industry question, but do you see the people who homebrewed first or SG people versus Play-Doh people? Or yeah, because of the hydrometers that are available. Generally, you know, especially when I started, they were all just SG. You know, fifteen something years ago. Yeah, it was. That was everything. And then school does all Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to confuse you all up. So yeah. Black Tuesday is 19.9% ABV. Yeah, that, that beer is insane. I Yeah, I've... 19.9 Play-Doh would be like 1081. I got Kershnickered on that beer one day. That was, uh, that was, that was <laughs> a nice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, since now we're making up words, it's time to close the show. Well, I'm not making up words. That's a word, damn it. You can look that up. Probably on Urban Dictionary somewhere. <laughs> You're not even halfway through your beard. It's just what Casey says to me, hammed. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so uh, just to kind of recap on the wedding beer. Um, we're going to keep the recipe the same. Uh, we're going to lower the fermentation temp, not add any uh, PB2 in the boil, uh, bump the peanut butter uh, from, I think I did, yeah, I want to say it was like three grams. Of course, I didn't write that down because that would have been smart. Uh, I Yeah, I, well, it was literally like whatever was left in the PB2 container versus like, and they come in like an eight ounce thing. So yeah, it was like three ounces um, in, in the fermenter along with uh, two ounces each of cacao nibs and uh, powder, and I think I'm gonna bump that up to maybe th- 
maybe two and a half or three. I don't. I want to go too overboard on the chocolate because I feel like if I do, it's going to overwhelm everything else. I don't know, man. Not. That the the amount of peanut butter you had in there, I, f- I feel like it was a well, it was more than the chocolate, but I think that was a good a good amount. Yeah, you don't think bump up the peanut butter? Is that what you were thinking? I yeah, just to get a little bit more of a in your face peanut butter character. Well, shit, man. Yeah, if that's what you want, then yeah. Jacket on. Yeah. Up. Well, and it's not what I want. It's what my brother wants. This is fair. <laughs> True. <laughs> I hate brewing beer for other people. Because if I was brewing this beer, I would get rid of all the adjuncts. <laughs> but it forces me to learn, I guess. That seems important for some people. I don't know. Why people make me learn? Well, have, you ever, have you ever had... Um F-Town's Peanut Butter Porter or Peanut Butter Stout, whatever it is. Are they still a brewery anymore? I don't know. I haven't, I, I've only had them two or three times. But, I mean, that's pretty peanut butter forward. I mean, good way to kind of okay. base it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've tried I've tried the, uh, well, it, I think it was two weeks ago Rick brought his, was it? No, it was coconut. I've tried the peanut butter extracts, and I don't like the, the extract-y flavor of them, and so I want to try to keep going with, with the powder because if you go too much with the extract, you get chemically, like almost immediate, and you can taste nothing else but that chemically peanut buttery flavor. But, all right, let's get out of here and on to the next show. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week and uh, for dealing with our uh, discussion topic of this beer because I just need feedback on it, and I figured you guys would like to enjoy like, kind of hear what it's like when I'm sitting around and badgering people to figure out what they like about my beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash studios <coughs> and become a patron today. Um, otherwise, uh, if you'd like to send us any feedback, questions, comments, or what have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindersstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com. So it's Studios. You can follow us on Twitter at Blinders Ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>